Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we are talking about the future Marvel 2021 projects. My name is Tom and as Ooh. always I am joined with my co-host John. How are you feeling edging towards the one year anniversary of the pod? Bit weird, bit weird, <laughs> but um, it's been it's been too fast really. The year has just gone too fast, but you know. Too fast, too furious. Yeah, too... Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, but I'm not angry, but it, it it's a weird time, honestly. Yeah. But um, scary. But mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are. Um, so this episode is going to come out on the 25th of July. But we are recording this in the past. Hello there. We are talking to you from the past. But we are going to be talking about everything upcoming in the rest of the year. We, we've had. We've. I mean, we technically, as when this comes out, we've had Loki, we've had One Division, we've had Falcon Winter Soldier, we've had Black Widow, but there's still a lot of MCU projects to come up, and we'll be talking about all of that. But first of all, John, I've got a little bit of news that we're going to talk yes. about. Oh my God! Yes. So, news. Speaking uh, of Too Fast, Too Furious. Speaking of Fast and Furious, we have a Fast and Furious spin-off in production, and John, this spin-off is from your favorite character, Cipher. Oh. Boy. <laughs> yeah, so Cypher is going to get a spin-off, uh, Charlize Theron's character from Fast and Furious 8 and 9. What do you think about that? Pointless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see the, the the potential of this character. I just don't see the what why this character is special unless Unless you'll whisper throughout the film, yes, we will do everything we can. <laughs> she whispers every single line. I don't get it. Like, Shelley Theron is an incredible actress. She doesn't have to whisper everything just to seem threatening. Yeah. I mean, she could she could do something else, like, make, you know, speak in a higher voice, you know, a volume, or do <laughs> like a higher voice be like, yes, it's me, Cypher. <laughs> no, that's pitch, but. Um, ah, okay. No, uh, touche. Yeah, so uh, speaking about high volume, yes, I am Cypher. <laughs> I am the Fast and Furious villain. Woo, and that would have made you interesting. But whispering, <laughs> I mean, on, I mean, genuinely, what? I think she's definitely the weakest part of 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 eight and nine. I think that you know she just doesn't have like she. I mean, I mean, she does pose a threat to the villain to the heroes, but like. She's not that interesting as a villain. You know, she doesn't have the kind of uh, the same gravitas as either of the Shaw brothers or like even, you know, some of the earlier villains. She's just not that interesting to me. I don't know. Like, what what do you think we would see in a, in a, in a spinoff? Would we see her like origins or maybe? Well, I just don't know, really, because... If it's a spin-off, then uh, no wait, orange story. Uh, would you would you be interested in the character, or would you uh, in the background? I have no idea. Honestly, it's just it's not a character I would not look deeply into. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it, just it, one of the. It's on. just one of those characters that you know um, that don't need a background or. Yeah, I really don't know what, like, what could a backstory add? You know, she's already been established as a villain. She, I mean, it seems she will be the villain of uh, Fast and Furious 10 and 11. 
or maybe just 10 um because you know obviously she escapes the end of nine uh or spoilers um so it's like I'm I'm kind of skeptical about you know I already don't really care about her and she's been in two films I don't I don't see how her own film would suddenly make me think she's like this incredible villain or something yeah it's kind of a weird uh I mean wait um who created it was it she was she was in eight right yes so yeah, yeah, yeah. who's directing this spin-off oh I, we don't know yet so all we know is that it's in production no kind of like indication as to who's writing directing any of that um i think i think it was vin diesel who spoke about it on um i think but it's like here are the prospects that like people are thinking about doing a crossover with Jurassic World, thinking about doing a musical. You've got like an all female led like spin off with uh, you know Letty and Ramsey and and you know Mia and all that. I the, the like seeing a cipher spin off is the last thing that I want on that list. You know, like I the fact that we're getting a, a spin off about her before we get the musical. It's like I want that musical. You know. Yeah, I want a musical. I I, I don't Great. want any else stu- stu- stupid. I mean, come on, who who wants a cipher spinoff? Uh, unless th- there's there's one <laughs> there's one guy in the cinema going, yeah, cipher. Woo. Who? We, we need another. We need got, another weird. Guitar. Yeah, we need another weird haircut. I mean, she's already had dreadlocks and yeah. some sort oh, of no, like bowl cut. Yeah, that 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 one person's gonna follow every haircut style, you know. In eight, she had that long one, and then in yeah, in, in nine, she had like a really short one. Yeah, so. what's next? She's gonna have uh, like she's gonna rock up with an afro. Uh, <laughs> no, I imagine it's gonna be eighties. Uh, oh, she has a mullet. <laughs> yeah, I take a mullet. Um, yeah, just yeah. Maybe um, each time she has a different hair, she's a different personality different head yeah right it's wait, like it, it, it's so, the controlling factor oh my god wait if that's the central character idea oh my god <laughs> it's uh, like how kevin feige's power is stored in his baseball cap it's like that but it's stored in her hair uh oh uh yeah yeah so uh, I just don't know if feel about it, man. It's just a, such a weird idea to have. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't get behind that. I really can't. I, I mean, I'm, I sure, I'm sure I'll watch it, but I just... It, I know anything. it's for money. I know this film isn't going to be... But the Fast and Furious, it's about family, Tom. It's about oh, family. It's all about, it's all about family. Uh, yeah. yeah. Indeed. So, a yeah. second piece of news is actually uh, some kind of nice little precursor before we start talking about the MCU stuff. Hugh Jackman has, he's been dropping some, some hints about Ooh. him possibly returning as Wolverine. No. So, no. Yeah, right. So on his Instagram story, not only did he um, post uh, a Boss Logic piece of art of Wolverine, uh, Wolverine's arm with his claws out, but he also posted a picture of him and Mr. Feige himself. This, a lot of people have kind of, you know, 
seeing that this is indicating that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Wolverine in the MCU. Obviously, he, he previously stated that he didn't want to come back and that this was, you know, like, you know, he thought Logan was the perfect ending, which it definitely was. He's talked about how, um, you know, he wanted to move on diff- to different things and how he didn't want to do all the physical stuff. Um, but now it it's, a lot of people are thinking that maybe he will come back. Maybe, maybe that Marvel money has got him thinking after the pandemic. What, what do you think about that? So that, that is, that's a lot of hints right there. Mm. And it's so, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, okay, so if we think about the possibility of Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said Hugh Jackman. I, yeah, I said unironically like that. The like, new superhero, you know, Hugh Jackman. Uh, like, Hugh Jackman. Uh, so Hugh Jackman, he, uh, if he returns... Uh-huh. Somehow, everyone will go turn. crazy. You know, you know. I mean, yes. look, I unless, I mean, the uh, Logan. You know, that whole send off to the character mm. was just obviously made, yeah. and I was like, wow, that shouldn't be another Wolverine. But I will, I will accept that he's going to be in one movie, and that's it. I just want to be in one movie for for a Marvel film because I, I I don't want that character to be, you know, gone on for forever because, you know, Hugh Jackman, he been on screen for 10 years being Wolverine, yeah. as long as that. And he uh, has done the character uh, so well. And uh, uh, and if he's doing it for a couple of movies, I just want to see him do one, one really good film, you know, to do with Marvel and yeah there's a um, as, as soon as you start doing more than one film you run the risk of it getting more and more uh likely that you're that, you know you're gonna star in a bad film i mean logan was one of the reasons why it was so good is because it ended on a high you know every no one's gonna remember you know no when you think of hugh jackman as wolverine you know you most people's first thought isn't about x-men 3 or uh, x-men apocalypse or x-men origins most people think about Logan because it was the perfect send-off. And if they then ruin that, you know, by having him in lots of other films, whether that be he's some sort of variant and he's not the same Logan from that timeline or whether they do, you know, the same Logan coming into our, you know, into the, the Marvel universe or, or whether they just have it as a totally different thing. I think that, you know, you run the risk of Hugh Jackman being remembered as Logan not as well as he is now. Yeah, he's. If you look at Instagram, he's not. Um, I think he's more focused on himself right now. He's he's enjoying life, you know. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah. done. And he, you know, he's doing some some cool stuff. You know, obviously he did Great Sherman, <laughs> which is a huge hit. He's doing Reminiscence, which looks great. You know, he's done some. He's, he's done. He's done some like more personal projects. You know, like, that, that don't require him to get absolutely shredded every single time. Yeah, and he he's doing a lot of things. He he was dancing, uh, and touring. I think. Uh, yeah, he had a he had, he had a show, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wow, well, it's just yeah, he's just doing everything really. So yeah, I <laughs> mean, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, and in in all, he is perfect in the role, like as Logan. So it yeah. makes sense they wouldn't want to recast him because he's so good at what he did. You know, like. 
he was in he he was good in every even the bad x-men films he was great in them all but you know there have been so many times that comic book characters have been cast and it's worked look how many batman there have been and you know so many of the batman are really really good you know like even like the latest batman robert pattinson everyone is getting so excited for him because they're because you know they're going to be good even though everyone loves you know christian bale and michael keaton and you know a lot of people love affleck my point is is that even though people love hugh jackman as, as logan you know it doesn't mean that they should compromise his perfect ending just because they feel like they can't recast him. Because I feel like you can recast him if you try hard enough. I mean, they have done with so many characters. You know, think about James Bond. Everyone's a different James, favorite James Bond, you know, and, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily ruin the other James Bonds if you cast a new one. Yeah. Um, but the weirdest thing is that uh, there are certain characters that, uh, you know, actors that can play really well, you know, that you cannot see anyone doing it as well. Like it, imagine someone replacing, um, uh, what were we like? Any actor, you know, like it, it's going to be weird, you know, because what Hugh Jackman brings is 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 his presence on the screen, you know, as uh, as Wolverine, and you can see it. Uh, and... Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think he. I think if you know. If they were to recast Wolverine, it's a difficult job because Hugh Jackman already defined the character. You know, he I mean, he's very he he does share similarities to him in the comics, but he's also very different to how he is in the comics. And so many people see Wolverine as Hugh Jackman, they see them as one of the same in a similar way to people see J. Jonah Jameson as J.K. Simmons, which is why they brought back J.K. Simmons in Far From Home. You know, so like I feel like there is a nice thing about, you know. You found that perfect casting. Don't let it go. However, you know, is it worth potentially ruining Logan's perfect ending just for the sake of keeping, you know, the best actor for the job? I'm not sure it is, you know? Mm, that's a good question right there. Because I don't know if... Because obviously one of the reasons why Logan was so good because it was it was, it was was R-rated, you know? It, it it didn't, it, it was so, it wasn't just brutal in the action, but it dealt with some really difficult concepts, you know, with like suicide and, you know, depression and, and you know, amnesia and, and loads of things that, you know, that the MCU wouldn't want to touch in its PG-13 films. So, and I don't know if, if the MCU would be willing to do an R-rated Logan film, which is, you know, ha- which is why the first one was so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, imagine just replacing. Yeah, that'd be weird to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be weird for, you know, unless he's already decided right now. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's nothing that we can do about it. <laughs> if he's decided, yeah. it's not like us saying that we don't want him back. Uh, is going to change anything. However, if they yeah. do make another, I don't know what they plan. They haven't said what they plan, whether they want to do another X-Men film or whether they, whether he's going to be in the multiverse of madness or something like that. I I would like another, um, if, they do an, if they do another uh, Logan film, another Wolverine film, I'd love to see them bring back James Mangold because I think two thirds of the Wolverine was great. 
I mean, the final act of that film is, isn't, but like, Logan's amazing. Two thirds of the Wolverine's amazing. I think Jim, James Mangold really understands that character. Yeah, yeah. I, I think James uh, Mangold, you know, uh, improves and look back, you know, okay, I can do something else with that character. Yeah. yeah. And he takes it on a different level. I mean, if you see that massive uh, get, uh, improvement gap, you know, from the Wolverine to Logan, you can see that astronomically high. You just so uh, what? Yeah. Well, just like that, and you know, uh, yeah, 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 it's just yeah. So yeah, and and James yeah. Mangold is working for Disney. He's doing Indiana Jones. So like he, you know, he, he's already on their payroll. All they have to do is ask him, you know, like do you want to do something? Do you want to do another Wolverine film? And you know, get him back. I, I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he can do really well. How many films have he directed? Uh... Ooh. Um. Well, he did. Ford v Ferrari or Le Mans. 66 oh yeah, that's, in that's a year. wonderful, great film. Like uh, this, this. Um, let's have a look. James Mangold. Uh, oh so no way! No he way! Did Walk he... the line. Night uh, and day. This... Yeah, I saw Night and Day. That was a really good. That, nice. That's a rom com with Tom Cruise and uh, Cameron Diaz. Wow. <laughs> uh, that one. That was. Uh, that was a. That was a good one. Uh, I enjoyed laughing. Uh, enjoyed laughing. Hmm. John. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> he, he's credited uh, um, for Greatest Showman, but I don't think he. I don't think he. Um, I don't think he directed wait, that. What? There's a. There's a, there's a rom com called Kate and Leopold, and that's what he directed. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's Hugh Jackman as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Megan. Oh Ryan. my God, it's got low ratings. and it's got and it's, and it's got Lee Schreiber who played um, Sabretooth in X Men Origins. <laughs> it all comes back. Oh, so, it all comes back. Here's yeah. my question, right? If they're going to bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, if this is happening, do you think they should also bring back other people from the X Men franchise? For example. Patrick Stewart as Professor X, Ian McKellen as Magneto, mm. you, know, you know, like Kelsey Grammer as Beast, some of the most beloved characters in those films. What do you think? That's highly unlikely. Because... Oh, yes, I, I agree it's unlikely. But do you think uh, they should? No, I don't know. I don't think so because... Um, I mean... I don't know, man. It's just you know, with with the act, you know, with the acting industry in Hollywood, you know, with Marvel, it's it's gonna be a lot more complicated. I don't. It's just. Yeah, mm. I mean, I don't think they want to hang on to that stuff. I mean, in honesty, yeah, they like. I remember seeing a report back, you know, uh, when they were acquiring Fox, when Disney was acquiring Fox for for X Men and stuff. You know, the report was they want to go in a completely different direction with um, Magneto and and Professor X, making them wanting them to go, um, you know, be two black characters who were like more products of the civil rights in the sixties. So totally changing like elements of their origin stories, which I think is you know interesting direction, definitely different to how they did it in the Fox films. Um, but I think if they're going to bring back Hugh Jackman, I think it would be cool for them to consider other um, people because I think a lot of those actors in X Men 
were very, very well cast. Yes. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be really weird. Well, I I did well exciting if they're gonna come back, but that's highly unlikely. I just don't see them returning on screen. I just want to you know go through that, go past through the Marvel stuff. So yeah, I mean, I I I, I would yeah. love to see them back. I mean, in my opinion, Magneto is the the greatest Marvel villain. You know, I think that. Both Michael Fassbender and Ian McKellen did incredible jobs. Um, but I think also their story is done. You know, in a similar way to Logan's story is done. You know, Charles had, an, had a wonderful send-off in, in Logan. You know, I would argue that Eric had a great send-off in um, Days of Future Past. I think that... Oh, yeah, I Days mean, Future Past. I mean, in my opinion, Apocalypse and, and, um, and Dark Phoenix aren't canon. <laughs> Uh, then I don't. I'm not a huge fan of those films, but I still think that Magneto has a great story in 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 Apocalypse, and you know I think that yeah yeah they are those actors are consistently great in those roles. Yeah, and I'm sure if if this it, I mean it, it's Marvel, it's the MCU, such a big thing. You know they have so much money at, at their disposal. I think if they wanted them back, they could get them. You know. Yeah, but especially after yeah. the after the after the pandemic, you know, getting secure roles is important for actors. You know, Christopher Eccleston, who played the Ninth Doctor for years, he didn't want to return to the role, but recently he returned to the role in um, an audio drama because, and he said this that it was because he wanted, you know, to you know get more money so he could like you know ensure, like you know that like his kids are, are all right and stuff when he's gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I know, right? But, yeah, and oh, I think that, I think that, I, I that thought... is a new perspective that you get from after the pandemic. Oh wow, mm. wow, that's uh, that, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, imagine there's going to be like a massive, obviously, but there's going to be like a massive anniversary for Doctor Who, and mm. Matt Smith comes back. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we are we are two years away from the th- from the 60th anniversary and if Chris Chibnall is writing it I am going to be very disappointed because I don't care if I don't care who they bring back if they bring back you know Smith Tennant Capaldi Eccleston even if they bring back some of the old ones like Davison Baker or you know McCoy McGann I don't care they Chibnall has proven himself that he cannot write Doctor Who um, um, you know, in, in the way that Moffat or uh, Davies could, so I'm worried yeah. about that. <laughs> Another the weird thing is that now Doctor Who is in in ruins right now. It, it oh. Means... oh, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, because after what it's going through with Jodie Whittaker, mm-hmm. with the writer, with new mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. and and it's lost the spark now I, I i don't want to say this but the show is the show is dying yeah i agree i think that there's not long left until it's until it's over which is which is really <laughs> frustrating but you know that's what you get unless unless there was some this one person who has the vast knowledge and he comes down to bbc goes yes i'll waste it and i'll make it better and then he has the spark and go yes i have the, Stephen basically Stephen Moffat and and Russell T Davis had a child 
And that child was the saviour of Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, Stephen Moffat, he, he's doing something else, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I think they've both moved on to some great stuff. Yeah, he's doing... Oh, he's shooting some stuff, I think. Uh, nice. Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, yeah, a project called Inside Man. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it that he wrote? Oh yeah, he. Well, we were talking about it the other week. Um, he wrote uh, uh Tintin, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, he was one of the uh, writers on that right as well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great piece of uh. <laughs> yeah, you guys will. You guys will hear us talk about Tintin on episode fifty when we talk about Suicide Squad twenty sixteen, which wouldn't have been out yet, but you know, not one day. <laughs> they're, they're gonna enjoy that. Oh yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Uh, listening to Tintin and everything. <laughs> uh, right. Let's talk what about. What were we talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about. We were talking about Wolverine in the MCU, but oh. we can let's let's power forward and talk more MCU with our main segment. Let's talk about what's upcoming in the MCU, shall we? Yes. Let's talk about the new stuff in the MCU. Let's go. So we've already had one out of four films this year and we've had three out of six shows. So let's talk about what's coming up for the MCU, shall we? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of uh, projects that are going to be uh, shown in the future and it's going to be interesting. Uh, but Agreed. Bit, I'm a bit skeptical because... Mm. The shows, mm. uh, what we've seen, one division, uh, yes. So, yeah, uh, first of all, disclaimer that. um, spoilers for everything, everything MCU. So, if everything you haven't seen, you. yeah, so if you haven't seen Black Widow or Loki or any of the stuff, and then like you know, there will be spoilers for that. And also, disclaimer at the time of recording, Loki episode six hasn't come out yet, so you know, we don't know whether Loki will drop the ball or not. I don't think it will, but it could. Um, hopefully not okay. though. And so yes. let's get started. The first thing that's coming out this year is what if. So this is like completely, you know, like separate from like the main kind of MCU um chrono chronolo- chron- chronology chronology. And uh it, it animated, cool. <laughs> animated show, which is completely, you know. Like, just exploring just the weird and wacky, you know. It's non-canon, I, I assume. Um, do you think this show is going to be testing the waters for future projects? Now, obviously, they're doing Marvel Zombies and they're doing a couple of, like, interesting, you know, like, different things. Do you think that they're doing this to see whether people will like them so they will do them in the future? Or do you think this is going to be a one-off thing that they won't expand upon? That's that, yeah, I maybe, but I think it would attract people, and then and then I think Marvel will worry about oh no, if whether whether there's going to be a one off, but what we've seen, like One Division, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but there will be more Falcon and the Winter uh, Soldier stuff, right? Because you know, it's got high praise. Well, there's gonna uh, be Captain America 4, which is written yes. by Malcolm Spellman, who wrote Captain America Falcon and Winter Soldier. So um, there, that's kind of like the 
extent. I don't know if there's going to be a season two, whether it'll be Captain America and the White Wolf or something. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a season two of One Division. Uh, or yeah. uh, apparently there's rumours they're going to do a Loki season two, but definitely not this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with that mm. as well. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I think in terms of what if you know, this is the kind of stuff that they could explore in Doctor Strange two. Obviously coming out in twenty twenty two. I don't know when May maybe. Um, but obviously, you know, like I feel like Multiverse of Madness is the right time uh, to be, you know, the right place to be exploring some of these variants, you know, some of these alternate timelines that are happening. This is exactly, you know, the kind of thing that Loki has been exploring. And I think that, you know, what if can just be cool and funny and wacky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be wacky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't like what I love about the about the the prospect of it is that it doesn't need to be anything like anything too, you know, insane. It can just be you know like it can just be something that is totally like unrelated to anything else that they've done it doesn't have to you know link to the next big villain it doesn't have to you know worry too much about like who what characters it kills or what it sets up it can just be like hey you know literally what if this happened what if this happened do you think that because of what if we will now begin to see the watcher in other mcu things going forward yeah um well we have seen the watcher in Guardians of the Galaxy World 2, I think that yes. was the only character, you know, that's the only thing we've seen. And I thought, oh, is he going to be uh, a really important character throughout the uh, throughout the universe uh, and the films as well? But no, we haven't seen anything too special because, yeah. you know, that would have been crazy if he was in, in, in Infinity War yeah. and then endgame yeah i I was just thinking that imagine if we saw you know there was like a huge battle and then it kind of like you know you have the watcher watching on i feel like that would be like a really ominous and interesting thing like you know like the idea that these people are just watching and you know will not cannot interfere which i think is a really really interesting prospect yeah 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 i think we need to focus on more the the watcher because you know he's a very mysterious character in Marvel comics, I think. Yeah, and he just watches everything. Like especially mm. in Civil War, uh, he yeah. he was there just looking at the Avengers. Just like, mm, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very much a kind of like, um, oh, oh, oh no. I feel like there's a thing where it's like um, there's some sort of oh it's the Hobbit you know in the Hobbit when like they have the battle of the five armies and all the orcs arrive and the dwarves prepare for battle and yes. and like the elves are like ah oh, no we're not going to do anything and Gandalf's like what are you doing why aren't you helping like you know you've got to like interfere and then they do and it's like a really cool moment or at least I remember it being a really cool moment when I was a kid like I think the idea that they 
that you know they are just watching and that they can't even even if it's thanos destroying half the universe they just have to sit there you know or just stand there and just like take it all in yeah yeah and mm, yeah it's gonna be interesting uh where the show is gonna be uh oh what if the show you know is gonna connect with other what if the show is gonna connect with other marvel future projects yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking it might be doing. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously Marvel have, have in the past, remember in Thor, they added loads of different Easter eggs and based on which what people were most excited about, in that case, it was the Infinity Gauntlet and Odin's Vault. They were like, yeah. okay, so we're going to, you know, see if we're going to try and adapt that storyline. Um, I think maybe they're going to do something similar here and kind of like, you know, test the waters and be like, okay, what do people respond the best to? You know, what storyline did the people really like? And then from that, you know, try something new. Yeah. 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 Um, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, coming on the 11th of August. And then uh, after that, the next project is Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. On the 3rd of September. This is far and away my most anticipated MCU project of the year. I am so excited for this. We, uh, we've had two trailers. They both look insane. Yes. It's going to be one of those Marvel films that really changes the game. Yeah. Uh, so with um, with everything that you can see, it, like the cinematography, the mise en sense, the, mm. uh, the, the way the, look, the, uh, the film looks. I mean, it, Bill Pope, the cinematographer... He worked uh, on Spider-Man 2, Scott Pilgrim. I mean, that guy, it, already I can see so much colour and so much vibrancy to the action and to all the settings, and that is exactly what I want to see. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this film as well. Uh, and, it, you know, it's going to be different because it's focusing on something else as well um, with, you know, a different place. And also mm. with surprise uh, cameos as well, unless Abomination is yeah. going to be a, a key uh, central character. Uh, well, of course, this, this one this one isn't just going to sh- set up Shang-Chi and the Mandarin and whatever else they want to but We've got Wong in there uh, and we've got Abomination. Obviously, Abomination is going to be in She-Hulk. So maybe this will show Abomination getting captured or something. Uh, maybe this will maybe that maybe he'll get captured and put in the raft and that will set up the thunderbolts which i still think they might be wanting to do i mean obviously they've got us agent and they've got um yelena from uh what do you call it uh uh black widow and they've got zemo and they've got like they might have abomination i think they, they, they could be setting up the thunderbolts here um and obviously wong who i think might be in spider-man because doctor strange is in spider-man and i think I think Wong was was on one of those toys that was released recently. Yeah. Um, so I think those are like really cool um, ideas. But also we're like exploring, like we've never explored, you know, anything like, I, right, okay, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. We haven't really, really explored any anywhere in Asia in the MCU. I mean, Doctor Strange trained in Kamataj, which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be in Asia. But we haven't really seen like, you know, like loads of that culture. Obviously, we've had a lot of African culture with Black Panther and um, like most of the other films are set in America. But I don't think we've seen anything else in Asia. Am I wrong about that? 
Well, Age Ultron. No, they did. They, they did go to Hong Kong, didn't they? Is it Hong Kong? No, that's Korea. What? Oh yeah, it was Korea, wasn't it? With um, yeah, it was Korea. Helen, Helen, yeah. Helen Cho, right? Yeah, Helen Cho. What yeah, happened to her? Cool. She was like just in Age of Ultron, and then she just disappeared. Oh yeah, what happened to her? Yeah, she just never showed up again, and she was in the wait, ending of Age wait, of Ultron. Wait, She's still wait, alive. Wait, 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 wait. Did she? Is she, you know, dead? No, she she's not. Well, if she is dead, we didn't see her die because she was she was uh she was shot by Ultron, but then they yes. they healed her and she was in the end with Selvig. Speaking of which, we haven't seen Selvig since Age of Ultron either. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Couple of couple of things they gotta remember about. But yeah, they haven't like properly explored, you know, Asian culture, and I think that's gonna be really, really interesting to see. Not only is Shang-Chi going to be a really cu- huge cultural landmark in the way that I think uh, Black Panther was, um, it's going to be really interesting to see that different side. And yeah, and this film is taking so many influences from, you know, Hong Kong action cinema and the action scene in the trailers, all these scenes like on the train and like in the like fighting ring. It looks so cool. Like it just looks amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, um, yeah it's gonna be a fresh new take. Mm. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna see what's gonna happen in in this film. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so our next project is Hawkeye. So there's no release date for that yet, but we do know that it is in this year. Uh, so maybe it will be in between Shang-Chi and Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi being in September, Eternals being in November. So maybe somewhere between that, that could also be when uh, Miss Marvel is. But let's talk about Hawkeye. Hawkeye is an oh. interesting one. We, we're getting, obviously, Clint Barton. We're getting Kate Bishop, played by Hayley Steinfield, introduced. But we're also getting, as we know from the Black Widow post credit scene, Yelena is going to be going after Hawkeye um, because she thinks that he, that he killed Natasha. Now, what yeah, you... which is, which is stupid by the way, because yes. um, unless Le- Yelena trusts Madame Hydra on a very stupid level, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, so, all you have to do is talk to Hawkeye a little bit and you'll realize. Yeah. Talk to Yelena. Clearly. I uh, just killed herself. Uh, talk to, uh, yeah, uh, grab some biscuits and then she'll believe <laughs> you in in five minutes. So yeah, I know it doesn't. Hey, just put on Endgame. Watch Endgame. It's easy. You know, go to the yeah, TVA. Watch, watch the bro, events of Endgame. Bro, are you dumb? Watch Endgame, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Uh, but no, but no, really, that 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 is lazy rising because yeah. Madame Hydra. Uh, would know classified stuff on or she she doesn't know really knows what happened in Vormir, so... Yeah. 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 That, that, is... That, that is true. I, I, interesting to see. But this could take us to the next step, because obviously um, Madame Hydra was in Falcon Winter Soldier very briefly. She was in Black Widow very briefly. I wonder, will Hawkeye be the first MCU project to actually show Madame Hydra as a villain, understand what her motives are, you know, what, who she is, maybe? Yeah, 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 so, and um, you know, we're also getting uh, Kate Bishop as well 
again, a lot of people are saying that that they're going to be setting up the Young Avengers here. So Kate Bishop, you know, obviously is part of the Young Avengers. So maybe this is another step towards that. And also, I can't remember her name, but there is a deaf archer in this one. Um, yes. Who's getting a spin-off. You know who I mean? Yes. Uh, so I don't know what's the name of the deaf archer. Well, okay, so in the comics, Hawkeye's deaf. Yes, and I think they're exploring that because if I remember correctly, on set in, in set photos, um, Hawkeye is wearing hearing aids. Uh, oh, and interestingly, in the, in one Deadpool comic, uh, sorry if you're hearing that noise. Um, no, I'm not hearing. You, it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, in one Deadpool comic. Uh, Hawkeye has cochlear implants, which I have, and he, yeah, it's different because, uh, well, with Hawkeye, uh, he would have like better peripheral vision because a lot of the deaf people they have a better peripheral vision, and you know they can see everything around the corner or eye, like sometimes behind, you know, like in Eleventh Hour. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but uh but no with archers they have to like see everything like you know um a chameleon you know they have like these weird eyes and they can you know see everything 180 degrees so i mean yeah that i mean that's really cool to explore i mean what i was uh, one of the reasons i mean one of the reasons i was disappointed by endgame was that we never really got any of ronin like Ronin had like oh yeah like that was one, disappointing. He, he had one scene where he was like he went like proper ape shit on some yakuza members you know this really really cool like one take action scene which i thought was really really nice and i would really like this show to explore the fact that hawkeye really lost it and the fact that he feels he doesn't deserve you know to be back with his family i feel like this this show could be exactly what black widow you know, wanted to be, you know, the chance for Hawkeye's kind of redemption. You know, he's teaching a new person. He's getting over his role as Ronin, you know, and Hawkeye hasn't had his own solo project yet. I think a TV show is perfect. If Loki, WandaVision and Falcon the Winter Soldier is any indication is that shows can make, you know, smaller characters so much more in-depth and interesting. Yeah. Um, so... That's gonna be cool, but we're not cool. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm excited. Honestly, I've loved Hawkeye ever since Avengers. You know, when I was a kid, and I think that there can be so much more to him than just being, you know, the cool archer. And they introduced him with the family in Age of Ultron, and they, you know, they they introduced the concept of Ronin in in um, Endgame. You can do so much cool stuff with him, and I feel like they haven't yet. And I really want to see them do it. Yeah, yeah, um, but I'm hoping that it's, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with a deaf archer and a, de- a deaf character in in yeah. in uh, a Marvel film because I'm hoping that they'll do it wa- right mm. because I don't want anything to, uh, I don't know, uh, like I want something on the same level as. You know what deaf people feel and you know to connect and if they can do that uh, you know connect with the audience without deafness and you know to connect with deaf people that that ha- that's going to be great because as you know you know to 
to find out more about the character but um, yeah i agree i think that they, they need to treat it with respect and not just yeah, as a should. not just as yeah. a thing that's like ah yeah it's just like the comics they should probably they should properly explore that and i think that there isn't there is the opportunity for to because i think it would be really cool if hawkeye is dealing with some sort of ptsd after what happened in Endgame, you know, with Natasha and with him being Ronan, I think that would be really interesting, you know, with him struggling with that and going deaf at the same time. I think you could have some really oh, interesting oh, stories to tell. Oh, no, that's, oh my God, that's just horrifying because, you know, well, not for me, oh, well, unless you're grown with it, but after like having PTSD and deaf, de- deafness at the same time, that is... Okay, that's that's another another level of yeah. There's there's so pain. much that I think that they can oh, do with geez. that. Yeah, they can do a lot with that, and definitely. But unless the deafness will help him be, it's therape- therapeutic. Uh, well, sometimes that will help, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like he can learn. He can learn. You know uh, that there are you know ways that they can help him. You know. Yes. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't just have to. It doesn't just have to be something that holds him back. Yeah, uh, and d- d- don't uh, think not that deafness will have that disadvantage, but gain that advantage. You know, to low open his mind more. You know, what I mean, yes, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of you know death heroes, the next one we've got is Eternals, in which there is. A deaf hero, one of the Eternals. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I don't remember any of their names, so like I won't know which one. But she was she was reading a book in the trailer, and um, you know, p- portrayed by a deaf actress. And so yeah, that's another deaf piece of deaf representation. Eternals obviously is a huge one. We've got an amazing, amazing cast of loads of different people, um, from all different walks of life, ages, you know, creeds, cultures, which is really cool. And obviously. Chloe Zhao just won Best Picture yeah. and Best Director at the Oscars for um, Nomadland, which is an amazing film. So absolutely great there. And maybe my favourite thing about the whole thing, so much of this is shot on location. She went yeah. to Kevin Feige and she shot loads of stuff on location and she showed it him and he was like, wow, okay, you can shoot on location. So so much of this immediately they this film isn't got the marvel cgi on it this isn't all filmed on a green screen you know it's not using the volume or something it's actual locations actual places and i'm so excited to see this yeah yeah uh and it looks amazing it uh it just feels so natural and not oversaturated um and i feel like that the characters and background are going to be you know important to this story you know mm. is seeing what's happening throughout the marvel history and how they uh gone gone to it through it and not helping the avengers fight against the mad time because yeah that's interesting said, like what yeah, were they up to yeah yeah yeah, so, definitely. I think I think that's always the danger. Like it's like Captain Marvel. They introduced Captain Marvel in the nineties, and you know, I think the idea that she was fighting a bigger war outside of Earth that makes sense. It makes sense she didn't come back to Earth until the last minute. However, you know, I feel like these guys have been on Earth for centuries, so I, I really am interested to see, you know, why. Um, but I think 
the problem with this one for the MCU as a, as a larger whole is this team has like 10 people on it, you know? That's a lot of people to introduce in one film, you know? Obviously, it can be done. Of course it can. If you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, you'll know. You can introduce more than 10 people in one film and it's fine, you know? But you're introducing a lot of people here and, you know, I'm worried that they might struggle with that. Yeah. Because different yeah. people with loads of different powers and different personalities and, you know, you want to bring big action set pieces, you know, and, you know, while also being able to explore the characters and maybe set up the future MCU. I don't know what the plot is of this one. Yeah, it's it's different, you know, because uh, we haven't seen these characters in any of the films. Mm. And this going to be, you know, uh, uh, an introduction to these characters as well. Yeah. And, you know, with the whole premise of idea, you know, these Eternals. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't think we have seen these characters. Well, I don't think I have seen these characters in the Marvel comics before. I no, mean, I, I am totally unfamiliar with them. Yeah. Because I think they're the old characters. They're very, 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 very old characters from the golden age of superheroes uh and one thing i didn't know uh talking about the golden age was that um uh final crisis so i found this uh, i found out this yesterday so final crisis is linked back to an old old story called new gods and it was dark side going against with other gods uh, in that and it was about to be a tv show right Oh yeah, they were gonna make a film about it, um, but they 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 scrapped it because apparently it would have been too confusing after Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh no, no, nah, nah, it would not be too confusing. No, no, because what I found out that it was just like a before story. You know, it was just before like a prologue, the prologue mm. to everything about what happened, and to be confusing, what no, and <laughs> like and the other gods uh, going against Darkseid, they wanted to find out the anti-life equation so and oh my god why is is Warner Brothers that stupid like they're not going to scrap this story but they have now but yeah no I mean with like the whole uh, yeah just the whole idea of like gods yeah sorry yeah Yeah. well it's interesting because you know it's the Eternals are celestial beings so they're very similar to the new gods in DC and they are you know like similar to people like Ego and um living tribunal and stuff um i mean maybe not as powerful as that but like i think the idea obviously again i don't know that much but i think the idea is that they are celestial or like descendants from celestials which i think is really interesting yeah um awesome yeah so our yeah, next one is yep, next miss, one miss marvel right so again eternals is in november no release date for Miss Marvel, but we do know it's this year. We've had a little bit of footage, just a little bit. Um, but this is interesting again. I mean, this is, once again, you've got a totally different perspective on the MCU from the perspective of a child. We haven't really seen a child this young. She's must, she must be like, what, four, you know, maybe 13, 14. We haven't, obviously we've had Spider-Man, but the idea of this one is that she's like, you know, so far below all the other you know characters the avengers i mean spider-man from straight away from his introduction he was fighting alongside avengers but miss marvel isn't having that um you know and and you know uh, as i believe it she's muslim so they're gonna you know um explore a bit of that islamic culture which i think is again really cool i mean phase four 
it looks like phase four is going to be really diving into representation, which I think is awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that Miss Marvel, similar to Shazam in DC, Miss Marvel is going to be really interesting because it's that childlike perspective on everything. Yeah. Uh, so with it's gonna it's gonna be completely new because it's introducing Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and wait, did we talk about like other? marvels coming in as well so well yeah like, i mean in the marvels is gonna be captain marvel miss marvel uh and monica rambeau who obviously was in uh wandavision so this show you know could be a bit of more set up for m- m- the marvels yes the marvels <laughs> it's, it's kind of a bit hard because in a lot of old dc comics um you've got um, the Marvel family. Yeah, right. I mean, Captain Marvel. I mean, Shazam is Captain Marvel, which I think is really like confusing because you got Captain Marvel and Marvel and DC. Um, we don't really know in Miss Marvel like who the villain's gonna be or any of that stuff. Um, but I I like the idea. Similar to Hawkeye, similar to Falcon the Winter Soldier. It's not world-ending stakes, you know? It's a more personal conflict. What's going on isn't, like, the fate of the entire world. It's, it's you know... I mean, presumably, it's going to be, you know, one kind of, you know, person, you know, fighting Miss Marvel and, you know, her having to deal with being a hero on that personal level, which is what, exactly what I like about the Spider-Man films. Uh, well, particularly homecoming you know it's a small conflict it's just vulture trying to take some stuff you know and spider-man learning to be a hero without the help of you know the avengers and i like the idea that miss marvel will be have to do that immediately she won't ever she's not gonna start start off with a leg up from tony stark she's just gonna have to start it immediately you know without any help yeah 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 um yeah i don't know what to think about that as well um but it's gonna be uh, intriguing to see where this is going. So yeah, I mean, it's an- yeah. another another setup for uh, Young Avengers. I'm pretty sure Miss Marvel has been part of that in the comics. So you know, if they are doing Young Avengers, that's a lot of people that they've got there that they are you know kind of uh, building up towards. You know, with Kate Bishop and Kid Loki and Billy and Tommy and uh, Isaiah Bradley's uh, uh, nephew or whoever that was, uh, and you know Miss Marvel and you know, Spider-Man and maybe even Pixie. I think I named Pixie from Eternals. You know, it seems like they are kind of leaning to that direction. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering when, where it's going to go. Uh, I don't know what to think about that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So our final one now is Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in... Oh, yes. This... <laughs> We're ever awaiting that trailer. Maybe when this podcast comes out, the trailer would have already would have already happened. Um, but right now, we're just assuming. You know what? You know what we know is that probably we're seeing we're going to be seeing Tobey Maguire again and Andrew Garfield and loads of the villains from those films um, and Doctor Strange and loads of different things, loads of different parts for the third Spider-Man film. What are your thoughts? Well. We talked about this film numerous times. You know, yes. back in many months ago, just a th- time before, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But, you know, <laughs> with uh, with 
uh, with this film, you know, uh, it has been highly anticipated by a lot of Marvel fans, as you, as yes. you can see. Yes. You know, we've got people just like, give me the trailer. And you got other people just like, <laughs> where's Tobey Maguire? <laughs> and, you know, just looking for them. And for me, I, I'm just sitting down, just watching the the chaos unfold <laughs> within the Marvel community because I, for one, don't really care for this film because you know it. I, I like Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. He's one of the greatest super, uh, superheroes I've seen. But this one, th- this you know, really worries me a lot. You know, this concerns me with with this film because you know we got the at uh, the sinister six you've got the other three spider-man r- rumors that those are rumors mm. uh and y- you've got the whole idea of the multiverse so again this does sound a pretty good idea but it's going to be cluttered you know that's mm. the one thing i'm worried about you know it's going to be cluttered it's going to be um a mess because you know you got these reprising characters and these characters are uh, uh these characters going to have their arcs ruined you know with uh spider-man's uh two uh dark arc you know he had this whole character arc of you know being a monster and he self sacrificed himself no s- sacrificed himself yeah. to you know destroy the machine but no he has returned back into Spider-Man No Way Home. Thank you, Marvel. Yes. And it's yes. so dangerous, like, doing all this. Like, you, you're right. The concept of seeing all these people back is so cool and so exciting. But you're also changing, you know, so many cool character arcs and, you know, really, like, you know, doing that for what? You know, what's the point? You know, what is, what, what is this film going to have to say? It feels like they're bringing these villains back just so they can do Sinister Six and they're bringing back these characters just so that they can, you know, like, I, if they're going to do this, I need it to have a reason. I don't know if you know, but there, there's been a little bit of, like, plot synopsis online. Do you want to know or do you want me to not say it? What synopsis? There's been, like, a little bit of, like, leaked plot synopses online. Do you want me to say it? yeah just say it just say okay it. okay so if you so if anyone doesn't want to um watch it just skip ahead a minute or so right so wait yeah. let's just wait for the viewers to you know to have time yeah. to skip okay that's in it okay you got it so okay okay the idea is peter parker goes to dr strange right and he says hey man I, I want you to make everyone forget who I am. Doctor Strange is like, sure thing, bro. So uh, he <laughs> like, yeah, no, this is this is the actual script. No. Um, and, and so that he helps him uh, change uh, everything and he performs this kind of spell. But the spell goes wrong and ends up opening loads of different portals through which villains come out. And they're like, oh, the last thing I remember is being killed by Spider-Man. And they're all misremembering. So you've got, you know, you've got Green Goblin and and Doctor Octopus and I think Sandman and, and Electro and whoever. And the idea is that they all then go after Spider Man and they can't. And 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 what they have to do to get to, to defeat them is get the other two Spider Men out of their universes to help them. What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm extremely worried about this film right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, 
we just I think we just uh, predicted everything, but this is a rumor, so this is the leaked synopsis, but we don't know. But um, I don't know what to think about this. Uh, I'm I don't want to see this, but it, it, it kind of sounds like uh, no, I, it's not lazy writing. I just it's 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 worrying, you know. Well, it, it just it just feels like they are you know, so desperately trying to set up the multiverse, you know, with Loki and with Doctor Strange, they're like, oh, this is a perfect chance to bring back the old stuff. But, like, as we said, as we literally said with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine, once you touch the old stuff, you begin to, you know, run the risk of ruining that, you know? And so many people already hate the MCU Spider-Man. Why are you then going to make these people even more angry and even more worried by bringing back the stuff that they love so much. All I hope, all I hope at the bare minimum, Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange too, right? All I want them to do yeah. is brings back Sam Raimi and bring back Mark Webb and have them help them write the scenes for their characters. They did it in Infinity War and Endgame. James, Run- James Gunn wrote the stuff of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, because he understands them better than anyone else. So they should have, they should have Sam Raimi and Mark Webb come in to write scenes for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and all of their villains, because I think that makes sense. Yeah. I just hope uh, that, I'm excited to rewatch all the Spider-Man films. We're going to do it on the pod. We're going to talk about all eight of the Spider-Man films. I'm excited for that, but I'm also worried. Yeah, yeah. The synopsis, it's, it's. I don't know why it sounds a bit lazy, to be honest. Mm. Because, oh my god, wait, wait, wait. What about Daredevil? Isn't he gonna be in this? Yeah, right. Daredevil is also supposed to be in this. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a court thing. I don't know, but also, they've got to like. That's a good point. They've also got to introduce Daredevil. It's too much. It's way too much. It's going to be difficult to juggle. It's going to be... It's going to be a massive and uh, and overwhelming experience to watch in the cinemas. Not in a good way, in a bad way, because you're bringing back the old characters and that's going to be a huge, huge risk unless they find a way to fix it. But, you know, it's... Stories like these have, unless the film is going to be longer, like three hours or something. But you know, yeah. But it, it yeah. sounds like Lord of the Rings, but all three, uh, all three films combined together in one foot in one film. Yeah, it, it really does. You know, um, I I just hope that they can take the you know. I mean, I, I think a three-hour film would be, you know, better. I just hope they can, you know, do it justice. Because I don't want a bad Spider-Man film. I don't want any of these films that we're talking about to be bad. And when it is, it's soul-crushing, you know? Like, it's like, they never made Amazing Spider-Man 3 or 4 because Amazing Spider-Man 2 wasn't that good. And it's a real shame because I would have loved a good Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think the best thing this film can do is give us the perfect swan song for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's iterations of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, what else to talk about? So, we got the actors 
uh, returning for the roles. Uh, and it's going to be a bit of a problem, you know, seeing them because, uh, I, I mean, it's not going to be like a bad problem, but, you know, with, you know, with a certain time, uh, you know, like how would the, uh, I don't know, like, how the actors now fit back into the world of Spider-Man again? Because, you know, with them, you know, you know, back, you know, when the films were cancelled, they were so worried, weren't they? Like, mm. like well, it was yeah, so they were about... a lot younger as well, you know. Spider-Man yeah. 3 was, you know, over a decade ago and Amazing Spider-Man 2 is coming up on a decade ago. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's been so long that it's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of worried that it's going to be, you know, that they're not going to fit into the roles as well. Yeah. Uh and uh did the guy well um it, it there was a rumor that uh Rhino was gonna be in this film. Oh I am the Rhino. Yes. Yeah, the Rhino. The best character uh, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Again, I do not want that. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah. My god. So yeah, MCU 2021. There, hopefully, it's all going to be good. Some stuff sounds good, some stuff not. Uh, I'm, yeah. wor- I'm worried, but hopefully, it'll be good. Hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Right. Let's now move on to weekly viewing. Uh, have you, have uh, you watched anything, my friend? Uh, anything you've well, watched recently? Uh, I have watched episodes. Wait, I Ooh. just realized. Rick and Morty. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about. All right, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We can talk about episode three of Rick and Morty, which yeah, which is going to be such a, a a head a head fuck. Okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this one was so unexpected because, you know, it's Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. It's dark humor. It's um a comedy. You know, it's it, it's. It's a, there's a lot of things in this film, uh, in this it's, it's a lot to think about. But this one, this episode, uh, took a turn, uh, and it was an emotional one. Mm. Uh, because it, it follows on, uh, Morty, uh, falling in love with this character called Planetina, and Planetina, of course, is a knockoff version of Captain Planet, and yeah, yeah and Don Cheadle's Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the, the original TV show that came out in, yeah. in the 90s I'll turn so, into a fucking tree <laughs> yeah but this one uh, this one was more, a more of a, a wholesome planetina I don't know but she was a bit crazy in this one but yeah, um, yeah. so with this one it was you know Morty he wanted to have someone in fall in love with and you know, he felt like he was more loved uh, than any other characters. Like, uh, you know, with um, with the uh, what was that woman that she fell in love with? No, um, like many times he fell in love. Like the one uh, in that episode, the vat, the vat of acid. You know, they had that time. Uh, oh yeah, loop thing. Oh, that was he- that was heartbreaking that was so heartbreaking because you know he sacrificed everything you know you know for the for the for his girl uh, for his girlfriend yeah i think and you know they have been through everything and and the one thing that messes up is jerry oh, jerry oh yeah 
That's so, yeah, I think what was so cool about this, um, this episode three of season five was that, you know, it's more it, focused on Morty. Yes. Yeah. Well, my criticism of episode one was that they just kind of, they did such a big thing with him and Jessica so soon. And I really like the idea of him, you know, being so desperate for love that he, you know, falls head first and, you know, gets really yeah. badly hurt. I mean, it was so beautifully done. And the, the song that they used, Oh, uh, it's, my a song, God. it's a song called I Am the Antichrist to You. And it was amazing. The ending with the with the flowers um, dying oh, was God, yeah. it was heartbreaking. And the fact that they didn't, you know, they didn't undercut that tension with a joke because, you know, at that age and at any age, you know, that kind of breakup and, you know, the, 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 the realization that you are, you know, that you've fallen out of love is just soul crushing to you. And, you know. When and when someone has to leave you, it it, it hurts, um, yeah. and 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 they perfectly illustrated that, um, you know. Well, also yeah, on the other side of that coin, they had the whole um, Rick and Summer thing, which I think was a, a really good way of showing the hubris that Rick had, you know, yeah, you know, willing to exploit, you know, these apocalypses. Yeah, and the the one thing that. Uh... <laughs> that made me laugh so hard was at the end uh you know the credit scene oh you know, my god yeah i can stop laughing like it, it was such um like you know with the apocalypses that uh, rick goes through and the yeah. last one i get saved <laughs> and then, then the last like the last planet like everyone oh, no. was Oh God! <laughs> was everyone oh. was together in a very uh, sexual way, and then uh, <laughs> the next day <laughs> he walks into oh, the bakery no. and he's like, "Oh hey, Dad, hey son." <laughs> um, you know the world was about to end yesterday. And, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, and then at the end he's like, "Happy birthday!" By the way, and it's like, "Ooh, for that to happen on your birthday is ridiculous." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, I, is, that, I, that is the funniest thing I've seen uh, from from this show, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I wasn't a huge fan of season four, but yeah, I, season I, four, but I'm, I'm happy yeah. to say that season five so far is uh, definitely a return to form for the show. Yeah, and as we're recording this tomorrow, uh, we're getting episode four, mm. so I think that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I'm hoping episode four will, you know, continue maybe the story. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I think we say that every week. I look, I, I really want to know what happens next. I agree. Yeah, uh, and I feel like these episodes are showing a lot more character development than any season before. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of it in there, and I really appreciate that. And, what would you? Sorry, go on. Um, like Morty having more character development. I, I'm a bit worried right now because, you know, is this showing evil Morty? Ooh, maybe. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's that, possible. That, that is a theory. Uh, film theory. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that uh, is, I mean, my favourite episode of the entire show is... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one in the Citadel, you know, with the uh, the the cops and the simple Ricks and Evil Morty becoming president. That is such an amazing episode, I think. Um, Agreed. Agreed. And I, I would love to see. And that was all the way back in season two, the last time we saw uh, Evil Morty. So I'd be really excited. Or was it season three? 
Well, yeah, season three. That was season three, you know. Yes, uh, it might be season three. It. So yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I, I'd love to see where that goes next. Um, but I, I appreciate that they don't need to... It, they can provide good stories of good character development without it being part of the big overarching story. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what would you give episode three out of 10, do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight or nine. I would say eight, uh, in my opinion, because I think the Summer and Rick stuff wasn't quite as, uh, as strong. Yeah. But, that last ending scene there so i'll just give it yeah, an eight absolutely amazing <laughs> sorry he died happy birthday by the way uh what yeah. in the back <laughs> amazing is mom is mom mad at her shit with this thing yes oh geez <laughs> amazing absolutely. oh my god that, that, that is so funny yeah. um right um tom what have you watched? Well, John, I've taken a blast from the past <gasps> recently. I've watched one of my favorite TV shows from a few years ago, like one of the final like kids TV shows I ever watched. And I rewatched it recently because, you know, I'm crazy. And so this show is called The Next Step. John, you remember The Next Step? Of course you did this. Yes. Of course you watched this again. Yes. I, so basically, if those of you don't know, The Next Step is a Canadian, uh, like, teen drama comedy show about dancers. Uh, and when I was young, uh, so when I was 11 to about 13, I watched, maybe a bit younger than that, maybe 10, 12, something like that. I watched the first three seasons of the show. Um I never went beyond that um, because, you know, it kind of all wrapped up really well. And I recently rewatched these three seasons and, and still I'll never go beyond season three because I think it wraps up perfectly. And it, it's, it's a really cheesy show. You know, it's, it's very tropey. It's got all that stuff that, you know, is fun to laugh at. But I think it's, I still think it's a wonderful, wonderful masterpiece of a show. It's so sincere and it builds such both likable and unlikable characters with, you know, some really funny moments, but also some really sweet moments, you know? It doesn't, for all of its shortcomings, for all the facts that it is tropey and cheesy and all these things that, you know, that I would normally look down on, it wears its heart on its sleeve and it never apologises for itself. It, it, it has such characters that are, are very, really good to, to uh, you can really... Uh, relate to them and empathize with them really really well i think that's a i think that is you know the best part of the show is that you've got so many characters who are you know hilarious but so have so much depth to them they can explore some really like you know difficult themes sometimes you know with like divorce and you know like and work and you know struggling and money and and you know like relationships between you know friends and you know and boyfriends and girlfriends and and you know siblings and and friends and enemies and that and then it, it's done in such a a very very well g- good way um you know the first season is about them going to regionals and they progress onto nationals and internationals and they keep the drama high but also the dancing is great there's some amazing songs though that they that they, that they dance to and um i just love it i can't not love it every single episode matters there's no filler you know the character building is awesome 
and you had there are sometimes you think something's really stupid and goofy and things are stupid and goofy sometimes but especially in season three the stupid and goofy things become so important later later on the the writing is is so tight i think it's amazing um, I would say that season three is probably the worst season out of the three. And season one is probably the best season out of the, out of the three. But it's a show that I don't think ever gets less enjoyable. And um, obviously it went on, It's it's gone on until season seven. And I think maybe season eight's on the way. Um, so it's still going, but I'll never watch past those three seasons because they end it on such a perfect note while also pondering the question of, you know, what comes next and, you know, I literally finished watching it this morning. I just had to say how much I love it and how much it's, it holds up. You know, maybe I'm blinded by nostalgia. I'm big enough to admit that. I probably am. You fact, are. Blinded. I am. Yes, I definitely am blinded by nostalgia. But who cares? I think it's great. I really do. And I think, you know, if you're of the age, if you're like, you know, like 11 or 12 or something, then you'll really like it. And, you know, I'm not about to recommend it to people our age, you know, adults or, you know, even people in their late teens. No, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But I think, you know, if you watched it as a kid, you should you can you should go back because it is great. And I'm pretty sure you still really enjoy it because I really did. And I think it's great, man. I will not apologize. It's great. I, I know you watched it, John. Um, yeah. What did you think of it back in the day? Uh, back in the day? Uh, I mean, it was entertaining to watch when I was a kid. Hell uh, yeah. I mean, like... With the dancing, I was like, oh, heck yeah, with the music, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't really look into the character film and thought it was, like, all gossip, like, she's like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. I'm falling in love with everything. I can't believe they kicked me out of the E-Girls. Oh, my God, they kicked me out of Studio A because I was texting. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is really like that. But I think, you know, it's so sincere and it has such a it has such an amazing emotional core that I I love it, man. It's great. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I might watch it uh, soon. But, yeah, it, it, it it's it's awesome. I really think anyone who loved it as a kid uh, should definitely go back and love it and watch it. I'm gonna give it a a, a nine out of ten. You know? Oh it's wow! Not, right. It's not perfect, but I love it so much. And yeah, uh, I can I'm, gonna, I can... I'm gonna start ranting about it now. What else? What else have you watched recently? Uh, I have watched. Uh, I've watched more episodes of Neon Genesis and Vangeli. I know I haven't. Oh. I haven't finished the show, but it's it's kind of a bit hard to go by because it's it builds slowly. And I am able to watch more episodes because uh, with, with everything I've uh, been doing lately. But yeah. um, but I have been watching more of it and it's it's really good. It's 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 interesting. Uh, I'm on episode 15 right now and it, it, it's picking up the pace for, you know, what the whole idea of the show is. And I've got... 10 episodes left or something like that and it's it's so it's so amazing how they built this world of like this whole place for uh neon genesis and Evangelion because it, it just looks amazing to be honest like with the animation uh with the voice acting uh and it's got a very ambiguous storyline which i like uh because it it makes you question about the show and you want to find out what happens more 
and that's why we like about stories because you can build and you create questions and then you find the resolution so uh i am still adventuring down onto the neon genesis uh, neon genesis and vangelion and i'm really liking it uh what else um yeah that's it from me uh, yeah yeah i'm glad you're still enjoying it uh, i've got one more thing i want to talk about um so i've talked to this uh show uh uh well no i haven't well i've talked about a similar kind of thing i talked about bo burnham inside recently and about how much i love that um obviously bo burnham is a comedian and another th- another thing that I, I have watched many times over the years and really love and, and, and i recently returned to was um a comedy special on netflix called uh, Russell Howard Recalibrate. Now, if anybody has ever watched like Russell Howard and anything, they'll know that he's a really funny guy. And, you know, um, I think particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, people in England, you know, he has like, he, he taps into the very British humor, which I think is great. And he provides this uh, Netflix special called Recalibrate. It's about an hour and a half long. And it's a lot simpler than Bear Burnham Inside is. It's a very classic, you know, he's on a stage talking to an audience. He's got jokes and... I think this is one of the funniest things. I'm not going to spoil any of the jokes because not only could I not do them justice, but you need to be in there to watch it. It's the funniest thing. I think it might be the funniest thing I've ever seen ever. Like in terms of comedy show, I do not see how anything could ever beat it. It not only does it have an amazing message, you know, of 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 um, the state of the world. I think this is 2017, so you know, Trump had just got in. You know, they just come after 2016 and Brexit and all that, and and so like it's very you know retrospective on all of that, and it's talking about you know the the state of the world and and you know like a, there's a lot of critiques about society and you know and, and where things are headed. And obviously, watching it now, you're really like, yeah, well, you know, the, the worst is yet to come, but it it's wonderful all the jokes it makes are so spot on and 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 you know they can and they really you know nail so many things um and and they are so well structured there will be incredible jokes you know that that keep on popping up as a recurring motif throughout you know it's not just like i'll say a joke and i'll move on each thing has a point and a purpose and it all flows perfectly and when you think a joke has got to its peak he will make it even better by adding in another joke and i think it's incredibly quotable i first watched it in like 2018 and i've watched it so many times since recently having watched it um this year and it's it is amazing that there's no other way I can say it. I just had to say that anybody who wants a good laugh, especially you know these days, go on Netflix and watch it because it's absolutely hilarious. You will have such such a good time with it. It I, I can't think of like any higher praise than to say it's one of the funniest things I've ever watched. Um, I would give it a ten out of ten instantly. There's never a dull moment. It's so funny, John. You should totally watch it, and everyone listening. Yeah, it's it's that good. Definitely go on uh, Netflix Russell if you've got it and watch Russell it. Brand. Russell Howard. Oh, so Howard. Russell oh. Howard, um, recalibrate, yeah. Uh I okay, I got so many Russell uh <laughs> what which one is it the one I'm thinking of? Russell Brand is um is is another comedian. He was in like uh he's in like Forgetting Sarah Marshall and he was in Hop. He's in. He's in things. He's in things. I. I. I need to. Right. So, what's up, Howard? I. I, I might know the. Fi- I, I'm just struggling with names because. Yeah. Uh, Russell Howard. 
Oh, oh, him. Yeah. Yes, I watched this guy at the, l- l- last year. I was watching all of his uh, TV stuff in YouTube last year, and I loved it. He was such a, uh, he's hilarious. Uh, he's hilarious. Watch, uh, right. I need to watch it. It's on I Netflix. I need to watch it. It's hilarious. It's literally the funniest thing ever. Some of his jokes are absolutely like, I don't know how he does it. They're, they're incredible. So good. Um. So yeah, uh, that's all I've watched this week. Shall we roll it out? Yes, good idea, chap. Good idea, my good chap. Oh, yes, good idea, chap. Oh no, the Americans know that we speak British reveal. Oh no. Oh uh, no. We've got to we got to get out of here, governor. Oh, governor. Come on, let's go. Uh right. So uh yes. Now. <clears throat> thank you for listening for this week's episode you know this uh, episode will be in the future and uh it will be in know, the future it's true it, if we if we don't sound sad or yeah because uh you know it's england this is it italy where everyone's oh, talking about it is it. it's the final it's the football final today um, yeah so, so hope we win <laughs> hopefully yeah future us uh, listen to this and then oh we'll yeah be... ne- literally when, when we record next week episode 47 we might just sound so defeated so depressed oh my god because like uh that'll be like england if we lose that will definitely break us because you can see football, people in football the ain't coming home you know you can hear you can see people just walking in the streets just like sitting down just contemplating life like <laughs> football <laughs> What is football? Crippling depression. Oh, uh, crippling depression. Uh, but um, honestly, it, it's a crazy time for football right now because England it's... hasn't won basically anything since England, 19- England. Yeah, England hasn't been in a final of any football event since 1966 or whenever yeah. it was. Yeah, amazing. Um, but it, oh my god, order called... 66. <gasps> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Good soldiers follow orders. Um no. Um yeah, and my parents they were just being like, "Oh my god, we haven't. Uh, this is my first time in my lifetime seeing yeah, this. It's the first time like, in most people's lifetime. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And you know, it's going to be crazy. You know, you're going to be you're going to see people in the streets in Manchester, everywhere as well. You're going to be see like people going yes just like you know it's like some avengers endgame you know level uh-huh, type yeah. yeah people people are excited <laughs> yeah indeed um yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, go back to episode 47 um and see whether we're whether we are just so depressed oh my god guys <laughs> welcome back to the episode today <laughs> we've got we've got john hey. <laughs> i can't do it oh so yes, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, if you thank enjoyed, you, yeah. uh, give a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more. We have done loads more Marvel stuff. We've done an episode on Black Widow recently. We did an episode on uh, on Black Widow's films before that. We'll be doing Shang-Chi in, a, in about a month and a little bit whenever that comes out in the beginning of September. So if you're interested in all that, um, next week, as, wait, wait, yeah. Next week, as you're watching this, uh, we are going to be talking about the two Space Jam films. We are we we we're gonna book tickets to watch uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy this week, aren't we? Um, 
so that is exciting and then last week for you guys was uh, monsters at work so if you're interested in any of that and yes and yeah if you want to get in touch with us tell us your thoughts on what's coming in up in marvel or anything like that what do you think of of wolverine in the mcu or cypher in fast and furious or or you know rick and morty or anything we've talked about what do you think of the next step huh uh, tell us all that and um and yes, you can email us at alstonefilmpod at gmail.com or get in touch with us or follow us at, at Twitter or Instagram at alstonefilmpod or follow me on Twitter at Tom the Boardman. Um, yeah, as always, you know, stay safe. Uh, and all my that. account is dead. Your account is dead, has been dead for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you want to, you know, experiment around you know just just don't do anything weird to like me just like having this dead profile just like yeah it's me you know well they won't won't even be able to find your profile anymore i removed all the links yes my profile is dead i should deactivate it because it's not used to anymore (laughs) um yeah that that's it uh please wear your mask and wash your hands when going to the cinema we want our cinemas to be open and we, we want everyone to be healthy and be yeah, clean we as watch, well. We want to watch Suicide Squad. Yeah. We want to watch every film basically in the cinema. Yeah. Bad ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoy this, like this, comment, whatever you want to talk about like any future films that we want to yeah, discuss yeah uh, please. we will we will read out your emails if you email us and reply on air so yeah please do yeah thank you um yeah right. take us out john take what you give it give nothing back goodbye goodbye <laughs>